Hello, you're listening to the Art Grind Podcast, coming to you from an honest-to-God blizzard in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. I'm your host, Marshall Jones. I'm Kim Power. And this is Tun Tang. <laughs> Today we were chugging Bud Lights, and I was hitting the day quill with Alessandra Maria. We talked about finding your voice as an artist, the transient nature of a life in art, and of her influences that keep her motivated. Okay. Oh, and by the way, welcome to our Grind Podcast. Oh, welcome. thank you welcome. so much. Thank you. thank you. Okay. Thank you for having you me. You braved the nasty weather today, a whole blizzard. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. incredible. No, it was, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Snow. I haven't seen snow for forever. Oh, because so, really? I'm in Hawaii right? now. Oh, so, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, not complaining. I can do, I think I'm good for a year now, and now it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This so. isn't like even real snow. It's like I know, yeah. Slushy, slushy. <laughs> I'm gonna be snow. I'm not sure. I think I might be rain. Mm-hmm. It's got an identity problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. I totally, yeah. I would have been making cookies or cinnamon rolls or something today if we'd been living here. But oh, you know, right. whatever. Like with a fireplace, that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything you need. Are you missing New York yet? Um. Yes. I miss it. I do. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like it's just the most uh, ridiculous thing to say, like, to to complain about living in Hawaii. It's wonderful. (laughs) It's beautiful. And it's perfect. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think just, I mean, New York is so extreme, as you you know, and I love it. Like, it was home. I could have, I really, honestly, my dream was always to have, like, a brownstone in Fort Greene. Nice. So I imagine yeah. life happening like that, but yeah. where exactly? I'm sorry, where Fort, Fort Green? Fort With Fort the yard? Oh, okay. Yeah, yep, the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, that was always a someday kind of a hope, but because you were you know, in Bed Stuy, you were saying? Yeah, I was living in Bed Stuy. Yeah, like Marcy and Hart. While you were in school, while you were at Pratt. Um, yeah, I mean, I hopped all around. I was on Bedford Avenue while it was still, you could still live there. You know, for six hundred dollars a month. In, in <laughs> yeah, Ten no, years Bedford ago. and like uh, Myrtle Ave. So oh, south, really? Yeah, so I don't even know you, if you can find that in New York at all. Now. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we got pretty lucky with our last couple apartments, but we just slowly moved down the G line, like started at Clinton Washington, and then kept going down to like Classen, and then Myrtle Willoughby, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, because people keep getting, artists keep getting pushed to the perimeter as soon as they yeah. class up the place. Yeah, and then exactly. And the realtors are like, oh, yeah. great, artists are moving Myrtle in. Willoughby. Yeah. Was yeah. that like, where is, because I lived off Willoughby in Bushwick. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know where that is. Like what Central, stop is that on? Central stop on the M and... Oh, okay. Stop Jefferson. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a fun that's a fun part. Um that's Myrtle Willoughby is um just basically east of Fort Greene Park and Pratt. Which okay. is the re- that was the real reason that we were all there is oh. because it was, you know, within a mile's walk Convenient. of school. Yeah, and then once you get used to the neighborhood and you know, it's just it's there and you know, Pratt's been there for like I think 150 years now or something. So, you know, the kind of neighborhoods all, I don't know, it's just all really old and beautiful. So, so you yeah. got your bachelor's from Pratt. You didn't yeah. go on to get your MFA or anything. No, not, not and yet. it doesn't seem like it's <laughs> necessary because you're doing this fine yeah. without it? I guess so. I, yeah, it's been a debate because, I mean, there's like, 
I don't know. I feel like I would really enjoy going back to school for a bit and just like com- that, that kind of cocoon again. School's of, great. It's yeah. fun. It's you get so to experiment fun. and, yeah. you know, nobody's judging it. <laughs> like, you go to school forever. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure. That's, that's a, that one's up in the air. We'll so see. Probably not, though. If you, you know? did, where would you go? I mean, if I mean, obviously, the best that you could get into, you know, like Yale would be a dream, obviously. But okay. um, so more, you know, you're more interested in the theory because Yale is more, more yeah. theory and conceptual. Yeah, I mean, I think that like I think that I could definitely use more education personally in mm-hmm. that realm. I think mm-hmm. that it would be um, more education know. of what like theory. Um. Yeah. Just you know, pushing. I kind concepts? of yes, yeah, pushing the concepts, keep mm-hmm. pushing it forward, making sure that I'm you know communicating the concepts effectively, which you know just trying to take those forward steps. Does Definitely. that does that make sense? It I totally guess makes so. You're sense. saying not yeah. technical stuff, more just like concepts. And ideas. Yeah, yeah. I think execution. Yeah, like because I'm really I don't know. I feel like the technical stuff. You know, you can always go to a library and get a bunch of books on it and just like block yourself in your studio how, for how three months. How to use months. mediums? Learn how yeah. to use <laughs> You can read a book about it, but you get, need a lot the more. Barg method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you need the external feedback. I think a little bit more to yeah. understand how the work is coming across for other people. That's just my opinion, though. I don't know. You were saying that there wasn't, like, I think you were saying in an article that there wasn't that much of a art community for you there um, in Maui. In Maui? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's a couple. Like, I've definitely, the, the group of friends I've made there who are wonderful people, they're, you know, they're illustrators, they're artists themselves, you know, which is amazing. But, I mean, when you put it next to New York City, it's just yeah. You know, it's not like uh, you can't, you can't, you can't put the two next to each like other, you know? Role. Yeah. But I kind of like that too, though. It's like, it's a double-edged sword, you know, New York has the, has, you know, a million things going on. There's so much influence that you can be getting from just the different galleries, the openings, the museums. Right. Um, uh, but in Maui, you know, you go outside to get the inspiration and that's really beautiful too. Okay. You Do you well, find you could focus work, harder too. though? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, 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 I no, think I, 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 I yeah. do that all the time. Okay. <laughs> it happens. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was just wanting to know. It's been well documented. Yeah. 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 But I was curious because I always fantasize my fantasies about moving to New Mexico. Because mm. I think Beautiful. I could get so much more work done. And I envision you and Maui like just being able to just work as much as you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. best part, it's, yeah, it's, I have to say it's one of my favorite parts about it is because you just, you know, cause the other thing that's really cool is that in Maui, everyone gets up it just first thing in the morning. I'm not kidding. We have one of our neighbors. Like early in the morning or? Like 5 a.m., 4.45 a.m. Okay. Because we have, wow. one of our neighbors has like, just loves roosters. I mean, that, the entire... I, 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 oh, man. Chickens. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... The I, only thing that gets yeah. is either the sun or the roosters. I swear. And it's like a hundred of them. All at, oh you, you could not oh sleep if you God. tried. And so it's just... Finally, we were so upset at first, you know, because coming from New York, you eat dinner at 8.30 or, right. you know, 8. Uh, you go to bed at... You know, God knows 12, what out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you get up at eight or whatever it is, depending on work. City and there, sleeps. 
Yeah, exactly. And there we were like crying the first two weeks. We finally were like, <laughs> we have to, we have to accept the island and do like, we have to accept this lifestyle. So, so on yeah. vacation, are you getting up at like 4.45 now? Here? Well, now I'm a lot of whack because it's like, you know, there's the five hour time difference because oh, they don't do right. daylight savings. Oh, it's five hours. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Normally it's five, six, it changes because yeah, they don't do. That takes a couple of days to get over the jet lag probably. Yeah, yeah, you know. No, I slept. I had a red eye, so that kind of just screwed it all up anyway. Oh. So it was a lot easier. So. Okay. so, how much time do you spend in your in your practice? How much time do you spend a day doing artwork? Work. Um, I try. Well, that's an actually. It's a complicated answer. Um, and I'll try to be succinct. Yeah, but, there's yeah. no ma- I know there's no like perfect okay. math. Yeah. <laughs> um, it depends on the kind of work, you know. Like, if you just count all general work, I prob- it probably adds up to 12 hours. But for um, just uh, – uh, uh, for just just um, studio time, it gets closer to probably eight hours. But I wake up at 5 and um, immediately start studying. With the chickens. Yeah, with the chickens. With the roosters. With the damn the roosters. Rooster, that's right. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> And um, have no choice. yeah, they know. <laughs> well, I think one of them's broken too because it's always like at one a.m. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that rooster. I know it's the, it's, the, it's the rogue. <laughs> yeah, He's brought in from a know. different country, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. All the chickens are like, oh god, that guy. That guy again. Hey guys, get up! <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh man, and so yeah, nope. We uh, managed to get through that one. Normally, sleep through that one. But um, yeah, um, I wake up and normally I, both my fiance and I study our separate what we both do. Matt is um, Matt is a project manager for solar, and so he's just like stu- like he has to know electrical engineering. Like he has to know solar yeah solar panels. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So um, and for me, I will right right now. I'm trying to study art theory and um, philosophy and stuff like that but you know it varies I'll do history and I'll do that for an hour and a half then wake up uh, what philosophers are you uh, I honestly I'm just doing the general stuff right now because I was not educated I did not I wish I had taken that class just in like college right. Will Duran's then, book yeah you well know, to just have those books like yeah. the art and theory books yeah exactly yeah. yeah so I'm doing general like Bertrand Russell right now I'm trying to work through oh, that's which is the problems of philosophy uh, what the Pardon? problems of philosophy um, that one a history of western oh, philosophy that, oh. you know, that super history basic. of western yeah. philosophy is like that day yeah yep. I want to kill my I'm just I would like, love this. I would why am I doing this? <laughs> and then uh, Aristotle with all the math stuff, I'm just like, I'm just God like, no, almighty. no, damn it. I know. Get an audio book, man. I know. Do they have one? Right? I have, I, yeah, I have I that so. book on audio, yeah. That. Do they? Right. You, you can listen to it while you absorb it? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, go on the you know, beach, some of it, it's some... in and out, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> this is true. That's true. That's true. You get true. what you can get. Yeah, yeah, you get what you can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I feel like I just space out when I'm listening to audio. Like, because I, I work while listening to audiobooks, and it just like, and also, yeah. it's complicated. Like, I, I feel like that stuff doesn't come naturally to me, so I have to reread it like 
four times and anyway it's a work in progress that's great well it is an hour and a half every morning yeah yep that's what i'm trying to do and then then it's the end try try and trying to get it down i feel like i need to know it because you can't understand i feel like i mean i could be wrong but from just me trying to study i feel like you can't understand art theory unless you understand that stuff yeah and you can't really understand art history unless you understand art theory oh and so God, it's just totally like right yeah yeah we have to, like, i don't think people agree with us like, yeah <laughs> i speaking of last week in one of my classes i read a thing about bertram russell he was talking about describing a table and how the painter wants to learn how things appear the philosopher wants to know what things are like it was like, it's a fascinating thing yeah and i read it like i thought it would be this moment where i'm like um you know, Dead Poet Society reading this thing in front of all my students. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, this is so great. And no one gave a fuck. I was, oh. like, I was like, what do you guys, you guys know who Bertrand Russell is? I was like, no. 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 And they're like, well, this is interesting, right? And everybody's mm, Maybe. like, checking Twitter while I'm talking. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, what were they, well, what were they bringing? What were they interested in? Do you know, like, just, just other Instagram, things? Instagram. Okay. Twitter. Fair enough. You know, oh, whatever. God. Uh, it's, a, it's a visual Brutal. That's where we are. I wanted everyone standing on the desk like at uh, yeah. <laughs> like Depot Captain, Society. Captain, my captain. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. So that's, so that's interesting. So what happens after, what happens after, after that? After that? Studio practice. Um, so I try to do that. Then I will try to go on a run. And, wow. um, Mind, but body? I'm trying, yeah, you trying to do the all? whole thing, but the whole, the run, the run goes by the wayside it, over the work and everything like that. Sometimes, um, emphasis on trying, uh, but then, yeah, and I'll make a smoothie and then I'll grab my dog who follows me to studio every day. Oh, is that that beautiful white yeah. shepherd yeah. that I saw a picture so of? So you had, oh, you had your dog in bed too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, well, we, we lived, um, Matt and I moved to Greenpoint when oh, okay. he met me, he's like, like I want to live in Greenpoint. Like, oh, okay, sure. Okay, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had her in Greenpoint, but she still followed me to my studio every day when I had a studio oh, in Greenpoint. So great. Yeah, if you can believe that. So, What's her name? Abby. Abby. Yeah. So, so how old is she now? She's two years. She's just oh. starting to not be a puppy anymore. Aww. Yeah. So yeah, and she's very. She's extremely chill. For uh, and even a puppy too, though she's very, very, very calm. So is she a shepherd or a husky mm-hmm. or a shepherd? Um, okay. so well, she's a. It's something. It's a white Swiss shepherd, okay. I guess. She's I don't a, know. Beautiful. She's very fancy. Thanks. Yeah. Very fancy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. We did. Sure. They're they're just more skittish than normal German shepherds. I guess is the only difference oh, in temperament. So. Interesting. That's because that's already a yeah issue. Yeah, they're more skittish than yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, German yeah, shepherds so. skittish. Typically, they're, I mean, they're watchful. I think would be the word. Maybe yeah, skittish. watchful. Yeah, watchful. They're like all, they're also dogs. very. Um, they can be brave too, though. I think I'm, I'm not a, do- a dog breed aficionado, but okay. I feel like I've heard they can be. Um, they're very defensive. You know, yeah, they can yeah. be. Yeah, and she's they're just like dogs yeah, too, so. huh. yeah, yeah, like. She looks like a guard dog, but she's terrified of everything. So oh. you know, she's the guard good. dog for your studio. Exactly, yeah. exactly. She looks looks scary, but doesn't, doesn't serve. Yeah. Anyway, so well, yeah. what brought you both mm-hmm. to Maui then? What? Because I just assumed that it was 
your fiance but, that brought you to Maui, but then well, it's a little more complicated. Abby, Abby was like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Maui. I'm ready? <laughs> Fuck the snow. I'm ready. <laughs> well, so it was a little. It's a little complicated, and I also, um, I, uh, I really didn't want to leave New York. I was just like, I, because Matt is from, uh, from New York. You know, up, not upstate, but Westchester. Okay. And um, Westchester nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. But you know, he's like. I grew up here, like, and I'm saying, like, I already made this move. Like, I went from Seattle to New York. I'm settling here. This is where I want to be the rest of my life. I'm going to die in New York. Blah, right. blah, And uh, he was, so he said, well, it's like, all right, if you could move anywhere, where would you going to go? And huh. I'm like, well, if you're asking, um, <laughs> Japan, Shanghai, New Zealand, Paris, Hawaii, and he's like, Stop. Stop, 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 stop. Shut up, please. And I'm like, I, okay, I mean, I don't, we, we don't have to do it. I'm just telling you honestly what I would be excited about. It's and then, interesting that Japan was the first. Oh, would have loved it. Was that in the right order? Like, uh, I think I would have been cool with any of them. You know, okay. I think we visited Shanghai, and Shanghai was really cool. And just in my opinion, we had a lot of fun. The food was great. Um, so that would have been neat, too, but... Was it yeah. just the one time that you went to Shanghai? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was just one time that we went to Shanghai. And we're actually going to Japan later this year, too. First time for me. Cool. Um, nice. But, yeah, and two weeks later, he's like, I got a job in Maui. I'm like, wow. are you serious? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to Maui. Great, wow, let's do it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was a little... He uh, he got it done. Nice. <laughs> got it done. Yeah, so yeah. Great. So like you put it out there, and he was like, "Okay, now sure, I'm look get and it." Find the, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's very. Um, he amazes me because he's very good at just like he says, "I'm going to do this," and then it really happens. A hundred percent of the time, it's unbelievable. He's so like the secret. I don't know what the secret is. <laughs> I gotta figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how we ended up out there. So but, let's step back to Seattle. So yeah, you grew sure. up in in Born Seattle in the in the city itself. So no, I I say Seattle for shorthand, but I really was well, and I went to high school in downtown Seattle. But okay. I, I have um, relatives in Bellingham. That sounds oh, so you know, everybody fun. says Seattle. It was cool. High school in the city of Seattle. Yeah, was it was so pretty fun. cool. And it was an all-girls school, too. So it was oh, a little... Oh, yeah. Um, I hear about that. It was like a Catholic all-girls school, yep, right? Yep. The whole thing. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Were, you, were you raised Catholic? <laughs> yeah. Very, very... Very Catholic? Uh, yep. Both sides of my family. Very, very much so. Um, like I Irish Catholic, not, Roman Catholic? What kind of... Um, Roman <laughs> Catholic... Well, a combination. Um, I have I a little bit of Irish on my dad's side, but my... My dad's Sicilian and my mom's Cuban, so okay. I think that would be Roman Catholic on either side. I don't, I don't know a lot like about it, yeah. that. I don't know a lot about it, but yeah. So, cool. um, but I'm personally not Catholic, so but not you, anymore. But you, but were you, you, you were, I was that? okay. Okay, so. yeah. And it was fine. I, you know, actually, it was a really beautiful experience. Like my high school, it was 150 girls in my class, and so 600 in the whole school, and. It was really fun. You know, every day was like a sleep slumber party. And huh. everyone is really um, just, you know, everyone was just very bookish and academically focused and very, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It was great. Yeah, it was a good experience. to distract you. I went to yeah. a, a Catholic women's college for two years. Oh, so. you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, you know. Yeah. You know, except, you for the, yeah. except for the you were raised school right there. So. Were you raised Catholic? I was not. I was, you just happened to go to. That I was school. raised Lutheran until a certain age, and then. Oh wow! Oh, um, okay. And then religion was not part of my life after like, I was six. 
after you but were But you six. went to a women's college, a Catholic women's college. Yeah, yeah. because I was interested in studying Montessori education or early oh, childhood education. Oh, cool. And okay. I'm from Montessori. When yeah. That's how I grew up, was like in Montessori education too. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Montessori education is cool. And yeah, yeah. Young kids. At the time, that made sense. And mm-hmm. that's where my education landed me. You know? Yeah. So it wasn't because I was looking for a Catholic school, but whereas... Yeah, you you were more. Oh yeah, no, it was it was was very much culture or your family exactly. Yeah, Yeah, very very much so. Um, But you know, also just like Seattle's also very liberal, so it had like it it was not like especially my high school. My grade school was a little bit more um, uh, not extreme, but just more. um, uh, What would the word be? Parochial. Uh, Pardon? Parochial. Parochial? I I guess so. Uh, maybe I don't know just yeah a little bit more um yeah well you know what I'm saying um but the my high school was more liberal a little bit more open to all sorts oh, of different like, things oh like your elementary school was more conservative conservative would okay. definitely yeah conservative. conservative is the word oh, yeah interesting so, but it was that was also very nice it was you know but it was it also catholic the yes elementary school okay but not not all girls it was how many okay. people in your family then Oh, I have a big family. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my, in my, <laughs> yeah, Catholic. Well, in my immediate family, small. I only have a brother. Um, okay. But uh, in my um, extended family, my dad has six sisters, three on either side, and he's smacked out in the middle. Oh. And, wow. <laughs> and my mom had three sisters and one brother who's gay. So I don't have any uncles, or no, I don't have uh, any aunts who have married into either side of the family. It's very feminine and huge and loud. And wow, on both sides. so fun. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So, huh. so your dad w- w- grew up with six sisters. Sisters, yeah. Either and side. And he's smack in the middle. Yep. That's <laughs> interesting. That would have made like a really cool guy, I bet. Yeah. Have, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Seems like he would have I would like to, I like to think so. Or, yeah. yeah, my dad, um, my or dad terrified. and I are very close. I don't know which yeah, one. <laughs> my dad and I are very close. He's, um, you know, he's he's definitely he's into motorcycles and does the whole thing. And he raised my brother and I, awesome. like, you know, on little like dirt bikes. And he was what? Very you rode dirt bikes? I I do not ride dirt bikes now, but I did when I was a child. That's I definitely so cool. would not know what I'm doing. But yeah, he was okay. super manly man, like kind of dude. But um, yeah, we are very close though. So what did yeah. what did he do for a living? Uh, what they my parents um, so when I was growing up, my parents owned a manufacturing business together. Like um, manufacturing what? Food manufacturing. Oh, okay. So they did um, calzones for the freezer section of like Trader oh. Joe's, and it was in Safeway, and they were um, even in Israel at one point, like all over the place. It was really great. Um, wow. Yeah, and then something some, happened, right? Something happened. So yeah, um, the financial crisis hit, and they were in the middle of a move with the business to expand, and just a bunch of things happened all at once, and um, they ended up going under, which was oh, wow. very very sad because oh. the business had been around for like twenty two years or something. Oof, yeah. And but, how, how wait, old were how, you? Yeah, I was going to say, how Pardon? old were you? How old were you when this uh, happened? I was right in the middle of Pratt. I was twenty years old, Oof. and Frankly, I was, we weren't like, we were not, you know, you hear manufacturing business and you think like, you know, rich, but we were, we were definitely, we didn't have to worry, but it wasn't crazy. But I went from never having to worry about money, like really, really, you Mm -hmm. know, to all of a sudden, like I was in like just nothing, 
nothing. Like I couldn't afford a Metro card. And wow. it was like coffee or beans, you know, and um, potatoes. Yeah, the whole thing. And which I think was a good and healthy experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tough I think it's good for you. Yeah. It's good for you. You're yeah. For it, even though yeah. that's not where you want to stay. Yeah, it makes right? you hungry, you know? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um, yeah. yeah. And so um, did you have to like look for scholarships all of a sudden and we, jobs? Yeah. Well, so it was a combination of things. I was very lucky in that, you know, big Catholic family. So all of my family, like members, like all, everyone came together to make sure I could wouldn't have to drop out of school. Thank God. You know, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and that really made a difference. But um, I also, I did have scholarship before then. It was a merit scholarship. Oh. Um, So that really helped big time. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was, I got a, that was one other, that was the reason I went to Pratt. For doing art then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us more about that? Because that's a huge move, you know. Oh, from, from. Yeah, from an all-girls school to, to, to New York. To New York and Pratt. <laughs> Art in the school, middle yeah. Of Brooklyn. Like, uh, how were your parents, like, how did they take that? it? Or Well, my mom and dad are both very, um, they're not, like, they were not the kind of parents who, like, need to have their children close by. Like, they very much have, like, we, my, my brother and I, I'm so grateful to them for this. They made sure, they made sure to really preserve their own dreams and, like, they have their business and now they're doing a restaurant and, like, so they are very much, like, go, 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 leave, you know, oh, cool. do your thing. Yeah, like, you know, they were 100%, you know, on board with it, so... And, I mean, it was ridiculous, you know, coming... I mean, Seattle's a big city. You know, it's not... I was accustomed to that. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it's the typical transition, I guess, everybody goes through, right? Yeah. Especially coming to New York where you're like, oh, God, I have to walk a mile with groceries. <laughs> this sucks. You know, right, just right. the snowstorm or what have you. Did you have, like, a super uh, art program then in high school? or uh, You know, I had a wonderful teacher, Amy Anderson. She, um, and our art program, the, the, the school really did focus on math and science. Um, you know, they were okay. really trying, and STEM, really trying to push that for, you know, because girls, obviously, there's... Um, a lack of it and you know it's necessary which was wonderful but not really at my school that was not the focus at all okay um but it didn't matter I had a good teacher and I did it every day after school of my own accord I had terrible grades but that's <laughs> whatever mostly drawing or yeah yeah I would go home and just you know it wasn't any good particularly I'm like it was Really, quite. Well, you got a merit scholarship, so you must have yeah, done it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. Were you uh, like doodling on all your science books, notebooks? And oh stuff? yeah. Oh yeah. I got in trouble. I got in trouble like a lot with teachers. They're like, you got a C on your homework, and you're like covered the borders and like just like drawing. <laughs> Which is like butterflies. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I've like, got an extremely yeah. interesting notebook. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and one or two teachers got it. One or two teachers were just like, you do you. You are not going to be a biologist. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was great, though. It was it was a really great high school. I was very grateful for the experience. So, so. why Pratt, then? I mean, you mm. said obviously Pratt, but I mean, like, mm. I guess you must have had other options. options. Well, I didn't get into RISD um, to start. So, yeah, I didn't that get into RISD. Well, I went to pre-college at RISD, and I was used to that. And I think that was just kind of, not the safe choice, but I knew what to expect. But also, you know, 
I don't know. Yeah, the scholarship really helped. Um, I had applied to Cooper Union. Obviously, did not get in. Would have gone there. Yeah, because it's free. Well, was 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 free. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and I I was remarkably stupid about it though, because like (laughs) I I didn't know. I like I knew. I really, when I say, like, I didn't know anything about New York City, I mean, I understood that Brooklyn is a location. I did not know what the five boroughs were. I mean, I'm, like, 17, and I'm like, sure, this sounds cool. Yes. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, totally. And I'm like... I'm going to go there. And I didn't know anything about it, and it just happened to work out. Oh, cool, so. though, that it worked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so then you were <laughs> studying two different things at yeah. Pratt, right? Yeah, yeah. So I studied, um, they, my parents pushed me to do graphic design because they were worried, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys understand, like, what do you mean you're going to start a study art? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. are you crazy? You're going to starve? Like, this, that's stupid. You should at least get something you can make sure you can make a living with. Well, so Be practical. Be practical. So, yeah. And I didn't really know what I wanted at that point. So I'm like, sure, I guess. So I majored in graphic design. At um, 17 you went? Uh, yep, at 17. And then um, like major early. From... Um, yeah. Uh, no, I was 18. I was oh, 18. Okay, okay. Was I... I don't know. It all blends together. It's hard to it was 2000, stuff, well, it was yeah. 2008, so something. I might have been on the edge. I don't know. Okay. I'm okay. born in November. So right. um but yeah, uh majored in graphic design. Pratt has a foundation year, which is was wonderful. Um you know, and exposed you to all these different avenues. Oh, so then you can make a choice about what you what if you want to switch. Really want. Yeah, okay. you don't have to go back in time and you know, you don't have to take an extra year. Um but when I was a junior well, when I was a sophomore, then the business went under and all of that stuff happened. And I kind of had a, a real point where I was just like realizing, you know, oh my God, like I, I, I don't hate graphic design, but I just, it just is not why, you know, for me at least it's not why I got into, like it's, you know, I'd go home and I'd draw and okay. that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Did you, did you feel there wasn't enough self-expression in graphic design? Like what was the, mm. uh, <clears throat> Yeah, um, more that I think I think I, I was were I think I just get like I think about capitalism a lot and like mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm not I have nothing against it you know my mom's a refugee from Cuba oh. so I have a very uh, I, I have a, I'm very appreciative of capitalism for that reason I'm, I'm not a socialist but. I think um, just thinking about advertising and the process of trying to make people want things they don't need and what that means for the planet oh, yeah. and all of that stuff. And, like, you know, brand identity. And it's like, I don't want to dedicate my life to this. And I have utmost oh. respect for the creative people who can because they do amazing jobs. But right. So it's almost ethical decision, would you say? The sort of. I mean, I don't want to give it too much self-importance because, right, I mean, yeah. I'm, dra- I'm making drawings and stuff, but it's just that's – that was the struggle with it. I think that was where I was just like, I don't think I can get behind this idea of advertising, marketing, trying to sell things people don't need nor want. And just, you know, okay. yeah, Carl, yeah. Karl Marx said like <laughs> capitalism isn't, doesn't create products. It creates wants. And yeah. when you said, yeah. you know, exactly. Dedicating your life to creating things for people to want, that is sort of harrowing in a way, you know, to just like, 
being that machine just creating waltz all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's not, you know, and it's it's also frankly, yeah, it's it's and also frankly, it's also just like just didn't like it straight up. Like you didn't like it. I was the, just like, oh god, like okay, I believe it or not, I'm sitting there with like the little pixel going back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> like, this uh, I just like not. So but you were missing the analog version of yeah. what it was. You, so the creative, you, yeah, the creativity. Yeah. Do you think your work is political or sort of a political reaction at this point? You know. Um, well, I think, um, I think it varies between the different bodies of work. Um, I think that, uh, so for a while I was doing a study of, um, iconography and I, and I'm still in, I'm still doing that. I'm and still looking into that. clear in your work, like, yeah. glance towards the Byzantium and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. old work and like, mm-hmm. you can just see how like you're extrapolating from the Byzantium tile. Absolutely. And- yeah. And you actually want to, like, you picked up on, on that. Oh, most people don't see that. They, but thank That's you. That's our cube. Yeah, She's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got it. <laughs> um, I just <laughs> call it like I see yeah. It. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. A lot. I have been in, engaged in bodies of work that have been really um, just a, 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 an, an analysis of iconography, essentially from a feminist perspective. Like. In a lot of ways, I've thought about it as I'm making my own icons. Is kind of how I think of it in my own head. Okay. Um, but it's all... Mm-hmm. Is it all self-portraits? Because it all very much looks like you. Oh, no. <laughs> You're sitting in a front of me, them. and I'm like, yeah. oh, there she is. <laughs> that person that's in all her yeah. work. Well, so yeah, a lot of them are self-portraits. Um, the more... Uh, some of them are not. Like, the more... Um, I think the more gritty, like, kind of frank ones tend to be... Um, like, I think of them... In, as self portraits, self portraits in terms of, you know, self portraits historically. Well, in the, how in we the think way that all artists are making a self portrait in their work, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But um, but there are works that aren't representationally self portraits, and yet I use parts of myself be for whether it be convenience or because I feel it helps with the meaning of the piece, or you know. What have you? So I don't know. Does okay. that make sense? That's a little so like weird. stitching a figure, a, a portrait together, almost like a sort Frankenstein of. in a way. Sort of. I've I've done that with. <laughs> I do that with a lot of my figures and with like the, um, you know, with the faces and stuff like that. That's really yeah. So wow. So yeah. do you have like this sense of agency, like you belong in the world that you're creating? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. And also, you know, I mean, um, I mean. Excuse me. Um, it goes all over. It goes all over the place. Like I think um, sometimes they're in analysis from a feminist perspective, and I'm trying to create these icons that one can meditate on or look to, or you know, find because as women throughout history, I um, you know I do believe that the majority of representations of the feminine have been solely from a sexual lens, whether it be repressed sexuality like a, a Madonna or, you know, a, a whore like Salome's, um, I think that's the name. Salome? I always think, uh, I think so. Yeah. I'm, there's that one painting in the Met I always think of with the, the dark, yellow. Yeah. yeah the yellow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or the Venus <clears throat> or, you know, what have you, or the, the baths or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So I'm trying to just basically portray women, in a way that, as a woman myself, when I look to it, 
it's there's a full sense of their humanity, and yet okay. it can still be um, drawn upon. As a, so, you know. how do you feel like you're representing that humanity? Because mm. it's essentially a portraiture. Right? It, yeah, well, I mean, it varies from piece to piece. Um, like each piece has a totally different approach, a different, you know, set of methods. But um, honestly, the way I do it um, is I try to breach breach this edge where it almost feels uncomfortable the way they're positioned and it, the you know, it does it feels kind of disjointed and exactly. I was kind of wondering if you were like kind of Frankensteining this yeah person. yeah well sometimes honestly I'm posing myself sometimes to get those uh, those poses because in photography mm-hmm. like as yeah like some of those hand gestures like I'm not even yeah. sure how how to do them yeah <laughs> they hurt <laughs> they're not fun and, like, all these yeah <laughs> yeah signals but also mudras at the same time yeah exactly I'm trying to essentially kind of draw from most sacred traditions and try, try to to do my own thing like taking all these different like I look at Thai dance a lot because I think that yeah I can see that yeah and there's that whole wrist thing that's happening like that angular yeah that purple perpendicular situation with the wrist and you're like how do they even do that <laughs> yeah i need to find a model who can do it because i've <laughs> two hilarious results i've tried and it's not uh it's just a disaster and that is um so i have to be able to find someone who's going to help me out with that one but uh yeah yeah it's a kind of just giving a general sense of a sacred encounter is what i'm trying to do but without making them too direct to any specific tradition or what have you if, oh, if that. that makes sense a general sense of a sacred encounter is yeah. a really nice yeah phrase. yeah <laughs> you go more towards like magical realism right you said I, something about that yeah well that's the thing i think um i've been interested in that more recently and i've been thinking about it more recently and i'm still doing i'm still doing the icons because i'm not done there's still a bunch of ideas that i have knocking around in my head that are big and there's, you know, color in them. I've just started working with soft pastel. And yeah, I'm so excited oh, about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. I, I, I haven't shown anything yet because it's all been epic failures. But I'm trying <laughs> to make, the, make it work. And I'm sure, you know, a couple more months will get there. But um, Do you think the environment of, or just being absolutely. in Maui? Yeah. Helps bring out the colors. You you left yeah. gray New York for yeah. hours and you're like, I'm gonna buy some yeah. soft pastels. <laughs> and yeah. gray and gray Seattle too. Both yeah, gray. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah. So Do you um, look at Arthur Rackham at all? I do. Yeah. He's yeah. wonderful, isn't he? Yeah, and when I was looking at your work I just like saw a little bit of that. palette, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's so funny that you say that. Like um, Undine, like his story mm-hmm. about Undine, the the water spirit. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Favorites and and when I look at your work, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like Undine, but like more simplified. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah like you can't c- quite unwind the narrative. It's, mm-hmm. But it's kind of illustrative, also. Yeah, like his work too. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, no, he he makes beautiful stuff, and um, believe it or not, to um, hunting tapestries. I don't know. I like. I really look okay. at those a lot, and I'm integrating that kind of composition and feel that flatness, but with a rounded feel of the figures. I don't know why I like just, the unicorn at the, yeah. at the cloisters and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So something very strange about it, you know, yeah, which I find so incredibly strange. beautiful, you know, uh, personally. So. so back to the Byzantium. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll ha- see. Have huh? you gotten up to the cloisters this visit? Or? Uh, you know, I've been so many times. Yeah. I've like, I've been, I've Probably been so many. Probably by heart by now. I've and really seen it a lot. Yeah. I'm even struggling with the Met because I used to go to the Met once a month at least. And oh, you know, nice. after, 10 years in New York, that's a lot of 
months. Um, I'm so upset I missed Michelangelo, though. I just, like, by this much. Yeah, but, Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great show. Was it good? It was good, yeah. You know, it was interesting, that one, how, how well... They filled it with a lot of contemporaries of Michelangelo, students of Michelangelo, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they did? And okay. those popped so much. The, the contemporaries or Michelangelo himself? No, I think the, like, sort of the, the other ones did so well. Like, oh, really? Because you had, okay. you know, because Michelangelo was such, like, a hatcher, the way he drew. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, like, yeah. standing across the room, there were some you could hardly see, like, from it. It looked like a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. And then there would be some, like some student or something next to it with like all this value. It was so cool. Wow. Oh my God, I'm so <clears throat> bummed. I was like, ah! It was cool. I was really upset about that one. <laughs> you know what surprised me was like the two rooms of the architectural drawings, which oh, I, really? never, I didn't even know he made those. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, wow. There yeah, that's true. That, that surprised me too. I felt yeah. like I needed to go back because it was like two different shows, yep. right? Yeah, it was totally. like two different shows. There was the figure and there were the architectural drawings. Yeah. I need to put on a different hat when I'm yeah. looking at this. Oh, yep. wow. Well, oh, we that's should... wonderful. Oh, making you feel bad that you're <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Look at what you're all your sunshine and your great This just means I have to get to Europe. So, whatever. definitely on my list. The Sistine Chapel. Oh yeah, definitely. Tell your fiance, be like, you can make it happen. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he can do. do I know. I know. Left maybe after Japan. I don't know. I've been traveling a lot this year. I've been hopping around a little too much. I need to like just lock myself in the studio and get to work. So. God, it's funny. Okay, we're back on. Uh, yeah, okay. Good. What galleries are you seeing when you, like, what's on your radar? On my radar? I always hit up Chelsea first, just because I like to see, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, just the, the big basics that everyone does, you know, like. Um, Gagosian. Yeah, David Warner. I'm big, I love um, Jack Shaneman, you know, right? David Warner, all of them. So just going and, like, just. Then just ambling in and out, reading statements, seeing what people are doing, what, you know, what's, what's going there? on. Yeah, and it was really nice. I just took a whole day and, you know, Great. just kind of ambled. And you don't head down to the LES, the Lower East Side? Not yet. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I will. There's some really great galleries yeah. down there, too. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Yeah, I've been, um, that's definitely on the bucket list as well. It's going to be cool. that and um, the Noya Gallery. I've got to oh. do that one. Oh, so. right around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that I have to go and see uh, Klimt every time I come to New York. Oh, that's right. the rule. That's so. right. You yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, oh, Portrait of Adele Blockbauer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that painting, what, what too. Does that, yeah. What does that mean to you, that painting? Um, that was the painting. So, in like, when everything was going on with my my parents' business, and I was, um, <laughs> just, just, just for context, I'm not saying, like, there are so many people who have it so much worse, truly, but just for context, I had to walk to the Noya from Bed-Stuy. Whoa, in order to, in order, because I couldn't get, get a, a metro card, Holy but shit. and I, and you, oh, you know, the admission's wait, twenty bucks. Yeah, so I had like wow. saved and saved and said, I'm oh, like, I'm going to the Noya. Yeah, so yeah. Like I love that treat. story. Straight, it was a treat, and it was, and I knew I needed to go. I didn't know why I needed. I don't know why I knew it. I think, I think I was actually drawn for the Sheilas. Then, then I didn't know about the Klimt. Oh, is it yeah. when the Sheila show was up? Uh, that, no, it was not oh, then, okay. but I did see that show, and that was an yeah, amazing was one, wasn't show. it? Yeah, 
that yeah. was, was good. But the they best. do have individual Sheilas. They there. sure, they yeah, do. they sure do. Yeah. I was just wondering if yeah, that fun was to great. think of someone being a specific show when you were. Yeah, there. I don't know. I think I just felt like I needed to do it, and um, and I got there, and again, yeah. So it was when all this turmoil was going on, I didn't know what I wanted out of my life. Like this was before I changed my major and kind of reevaluated everything. And I remember I came into the gallery, and you know. And I saw that painting, and I was like, oh, my God, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to make that? Like, that's huh. this is art. Like, this is art. I could maybe, hopefully, if I work hard enough and if I try, I could make something wow. this wow. awe-inspiringly gorgeous and beautiful. That's and so great to hear. Like, yeah. everybody has their touchstone. Like, yeah. What, what is it that... It's really, a foundation that made you yeah. say, okay, this is the thing that I have to do. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a, and I think I sat in front of it for an hour, and that was the moment I decided I'm going to be a fine artist. And then I switched oh, my so major awesome. without telling my parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with then, money that you had saved and walked all the way from Bed-Stuy, for people who don't know New walk. York, that's a very long walk. It was a long walk. It was a long walk. I was, um, I was, very thin. <laughs> uh, it, uh, yeah. It's like and you said it. It's journey. Kind of, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a pilgrimage. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I like walking, honestly. So it wasn't, yeah. it's not, you know, it, it, that was, that was too long. Like, it, you know, you, that, that's like the next day your legs hurt. But like, <laughs> but it's also fun, you know, to see the way the city changes block by block. Oh, yeah. You know, going through the neighborhoods and stuff. So. But you phrase cool. it in terms of permission, like you're allowed to do that. Was that in yeah. context of... Graphic design feeling creatively confined in a box or something? I think I was struggling at that point. And I think I always have this. I still kind of have this ongoing struggle, if I'm going to be totally frank. Um, just in terms of I'm trying to understand, I don't know, what makes something fine art? What may, what isn't what what doesn't make something fine art? And I yeah, think yeah, I never it's know. a perennial question, question, right? Because yeah. you're you're also doing very decorative, ornamental exactly works. Yeah, so then it does push absolutely. That exactly, you're absolutely right, and you know it's actually one of the reasons I also really like. Um, I think it's Miriam Shapiro's what oh, she was doing yeah. for that, like just her what she was about as an artist but um yeah, I wrote is, a review on her a oh, couple you, of years ago oh yeah. you did yeah, oh wow a couple of different shows here oh you'll have to send it my way yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll do it. okay um but yeah in terms of permission it was just more I think especially at that point I was young and I didn't know enough about art the art world I didn't you know, I'm from Seattle. Like, I've never been exposed to, like, the gallery world or, like, what is Gagosian or the art, the auctions. And the only common thread I could find was that, you know, you have to be extremely educated. And I didn't understand what a lot of that work was about. And I think it was kind of coloring what I thought fine art had to be or needed to be. It was confusing to me, frankly. Too, too cerebral? like Yeah, too cerebral, I think. Um, and and I, I've actually grown to really appreciate that kind of work now, like uh -huh. after, you know, doing my reading and learning about it. But at the time, the art world as a whole was very daunting. And so when I saw that clip, I was, I realized, oh, wow, 
I could do that. Like you can do this kind of work, and this could have a place. And I think I just hadn't been exposed, maybe. Yeah, but like a visceral response. To I that. would. Yeah, I was. I was speechless. I think oh, I didn't so like. Great. It was really. It was really beautiful. That's yeah. Great. Thing. So was it the yeah. combination of like the figure with decoration for you that appealed to you? Because that's what's happening in your own work. So. Yeah. Um. I think what it was for me was that it almost opened up a new doorway visually. Like I. One of the things I love about fine art is that um, with it, you know, you almost, you know, with for me, with good artists, you start to see the world in a different way and you have this new kind of, um, there's a new way of looking at things. And I guess, you know, I'm very, very much always caught up in my own little head. Like, I love snow because I love the way it makes you conscious of the space between each each snow each snowflake and like just stuff like oh. I'm always thinking about stuff like that and seeing images from that and like how would you be able to take that feeling and kind of take it to the next level in a piece and I mm. think with Klimt it was the first time with Adele Blockbauer that a totally new visual door had been opened I'd never seen anything like it wow. so it literally opened a new world in visually in my own mind okay and wow. in a lot of ways I think I kind of hope to be able to do something kind of similar in my own work even though it's not an overt part of my statement it's always going to be an underlying theme did you, you know? start making the work that you make now at that moment at that moment no I I so I was very mediocre in college uh, at first like I was you know it, you, I mean you guys know how in art school there's like there's like the two or three kids who are the best and everybody knows it and then there's like you know, the other 15 kids who are just good, and sometimes they have the good, like, knockout, but then they have the bad one, and then, uh-huh. yeah, and I was definitely very much in those 15 kids in relation to the other kids in my school when I was a sophomore. When I saw that piece... Sophomore in college? College, okay. college yeah. yeah. Were they teaching, like, figure drawing back then? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we had figure drawing. Um, you know, it was, I mean, Pratt has a really wonderful and strong academic tradition, um, so that was, we had figure drawing all four years, okay. you know, which was really good. I, it was really helpful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but... Um, with live models. Yeah, okay. yeah, with live models. Yeah, um, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I do this sometimes. I was looking at the snow and I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm so yeah. sorry. It's so gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, people listening no, don't know, like, but... It, yeah, we were asking about like if that's when you started. Oh, so yeah, working the way you do. Okay, so what happened then? So I was very mediocre, and this also coincided with According my to you. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I promise. I promise. I'm trying to find the work. <laughs> I like I could not draw. I could. I, I could not do it for the life of me. So, um, I, uh, I this coincided with the business thing and just like all of this stuff all at once. And I think I just something clicked where I was like, I'm going to be an artist. And I have to be, I have to absolutely kill it. Like, I have to do, if I'm going to do this, I have to take every single realm to the apex that I can. And and so, and and how I define that. Like, how do I define good work or what I like? I have to take it to the apex of that. Can you answer that question for us? Like, how do you define that? Or how did you define that then? How do you define that now? Well, I think I'm trying to define it with the work itself and the execution of it. You know, I I try not to let anything out of my studio that I don't feel is at least reaching those standards. But I think it's the difference is it it was a moment where I defined my standards and then I came up with a plan to try to meet my standards. Okay. And okay. I think I worked like a maniac 
that summer. I, I not kidding. I redrew every single Klimt uh, sketch, mm-hmm. every Mooka sketch, so I could learn how to draw better. Oh yeah, um, oh, how good is Mooka? His line work is insane, it's isn't insane. it? It's the best. Yeah, he. I don't know. It's how all he you does need to look it. at for contours. Yeah, it's, really, it's the best. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, devoted persistence in yeah. one of your uh, other interviews. Could you talk more about that? Because it seems like um, you picked up a lot of your work ethics from your father. Right? Yeah. My yeah. parents, my parents, yeah, my dad primarily is very hardworking. My mom is more artistic. She's a, she's a cook. She's a chef. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, cool. like, but, you know, um, that's she, her creative outlet. So. Nice. What? <laughs> so you, okay, so that's, like, where some of the creative... Uh, yeah, that's so where that the energy comes from. You're like, yeah. okay, if I'm going to do this, I have this to is do it. Yeah. the work ethic that I need to apply to it. You were like taking it's, that work ethic from your parents and yeah, applying that? Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, well, it was also, I ran across a book that I think nowadays would be fairly unremarkable. It's called Talent is Overrated. Hmm. And I ran into it by a total fluke. But um, it essentially, gosh, it might, I wonder if it came out in 2007 or 2000. I don't know when, Who's but maybe author? 10 years ago. Mm. We'll look it up. Yeah. No all right. All right. Uh, who is the author? Yeah. Talent is overrated, though. It was a something something. It's not a particularly It'll be in great the show book. Notes. Okay. Don't worry. And uh, okay. All right. All right. So this book basically broke down the science of achievement within any um, realm, right? You know, from chess to um, business to you know whatever, whatever you can think of. It broke down the science of how people get to a whatever level they get okay. to. And it's, um, and it talks about something called deliberate practice and, um, deliberate practice is the kind of practice that hurts and it sucks and it's not fun. And so I, I'm a really big fan of it though. Like if the more you do it, um, the results that I have seen in my own work from like really learning to just Look at where I'm trying to go and defining what I want out of the work is obviously the most important part because if you don't have a compass, if you don't know where you're going, you don't, you're not going to be able to get there. Right. Um, and then in turn, you know, it's just a level of focus that's, you know, really, really intense. So anyway, point being, I ran across this book and it had introduced me to the idea that maybe Klimt wasn't a genius. Maybe he just was stubborn as hell. Uh-huh. And he worked his butt off. And maybe if he, let's say he was a genius then. Okay, so it takes you 10 years longer than it took him. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah, if you totally. put in that time. So that's what I did that summer. And it's the kept doing. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And keep trying to do. It's tough though. It's not fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So you kind of, I guess developing your style or content while also working on your techniques too I guess at the all at the same time you were just yeah I guess I yeah I mean I think yes exactly but I think um I recently hit a point especially with charcoal mm-hmm. where now this it was really fun I I feel like I've been for the past like seven years I've been pulling my hair out with charcoal and I'm like I this is not fun I do not like drawing this is hard I do not enjoy this but you know just like keeping trying I'm sure and you know 
uh, how hard it is. Like just you just keep keep at it until it snaps, right? And it comes yeah. in. Right, because you switched from graphite to charcoal, right? I did. Yeah. And why was that? I forgot. I, the darks were not black enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I wanted it to get darker. And, and graphite gets real mirrory dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just not. It did. It it like I was going with that because it was a medium I understood and I knew how to work with, and I could not get the effect with the charcoal, but I kept having to beat at the charcoal. And um, it was just one day where it just clicked, and now I can draw. Like, and this was—I'm not even kidding—like six months ago. I just oh, wow. like I was just like, oh, I can do it. It's not a problem. Like, I can draw. And it's like, oh. yeah, it was really the really fun. Parted and yeah. you got a stick of chalk. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally danced in my studio and just you know, it was uh, it was it was like a really a nice sense moment. Of relief, right? Yeah. Oh, this but is yeah. But then, of course, so that, that was, was when I ordered the ago. soft pastels. And now so, you're yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to keep going. Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it going. What kind of charcoal are you using, though? Like, is it mm-hmm. nitrum or? Uh, I, you know, I really am bad with, like, the brands and stuff. That, I just, are you oh. working with, like, a pencil? Are you oh, I'm so sorry. Vine charcoal? Uh, vine charcoal. Well, it's, it's all a big mix. I'll start out with vine charcoal because, like, it gets that smoky kind of effect that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and, um, and then, you know, erase for the highlights and then vine charcoal and then erase for the highlights. And, like, setting it in between? No. No, okay. no, I don't set it. I rub it in so much, though. That it does. It's not going to paper. Yeah, that's what I do too. I I never spray that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I do it at the very end, but um, carbon pencil. Then after that, really helps me get super tight, and I, I, I avoid. I don't know why I do this. I just forget for years to buy things that will just make life infinitely easier and right. just infinitely more convenient. Because you're like, I could make do with this. This, yeah. And so for, ye- I'm not even joking, years, I was like sharpening with like one of those little hand ones or with a razor. And when you're working with it as much as I am, it right. starts to hurt. So I finally got a nice, big, shiny pencil sharpener and it makes me extremely <laughs> oh, happy. That's great. So, <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a yeah. hand crank one or electric? It's, oh, it's electric. Oh, it's nice. a Cadillac. I love it. It's great. I, every, I'm not even it's, kidding. Every time I sharpen it, I'm like, ah! It's, <laughs> it's powered great. by Google. I'm a very simple creature. It does not take much to make me happy. I'm just so. curious because sharpeners are big, like specific yeah. mechanics of different sharpeners are different. So, what is your preference as far as uh, you know? Sharpeners? I what's the sharpener that you use? Yeah. So the reason that I hadn't gotten an electric sharpener for forever is because I had tried one or two and they always broke the pencils. Right. Or the, you know, and then it's or a pain it in the stuck. ass. And like I've said, yeah. yeah. And then it's so because this is carbon <laughs> pencil, I can't do the six B in it, and the four B is risky. Yeah. Um, so if I've dropped the pencil, I can't do it. But um, two, I, I work primarily with 2B anyway, and it's the Wolf's carbon pencils. I love mm. those. I burn okay. through them. I have to remember to buy them while I'm here. Um, but they... Um, mental note. Yeah, mental the note. The Wolf's, I don't even know those. They're I, wonderful. I just know those general orange pencils. Yeah, they're um, not those. Huh. Uh, yeah, those ones. <laughs> I, I, I've, had, I've gotten very angry at those pencils for the ones. No, they're, um, they're all wood. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. really use much charcoal, but those are the only ones I've ever used. Oh, pain in the ass. Really? But these ones, oh my God. I, you know what? I, I apologize to generals great. if anyone from the company is <laughs> like, you have to go to that pencil store and get the 
store in Lower East Side. There's a pencil store. I, there. I can't think of the name, but like, are you thinking you're not talking about Jerry's Palette Shop? No, right? no, no. There's yeah. a specific store. A pencil like, store. Oh yeah, I'm totally gonna shout out to Jerry's Palette Shop. I will put shop. it in the show. Oh notes, my god, and I will send you the. Please, link. thank you. Yeah, because I'm still mourning the loss of Central. It's I'm just, still so sad. Oh so, yeah, right. I'm so sad. Did I'm it close so while you were here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I when did it close? Was, I, was that, like two years ago? Maybe? I think two years ago. And it was like, they, you know, they had the coolest stuff. They had so many crazy things. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah all the, the hipsters working there. All the hipsters. <laughs> I know. But it was so great. So, but what's the brand of your sharpener? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, right. Honestly, I, you know, I do not know if this is the best sharpener. I This is just what I've used. And there thus far, it's been excellent. I think it's just like the teacher's sharpener. Like exact, it's the exacto, okay. and it's blue, oh, exactly. and it has a, a little thing like the the compartment that you pull out, right? But it's very large, and okay. and it has multiple settings, and I love it okay. profoundly. So this is my issue too. Like with yeah. charcoal, it always breaks. And yeah, yeah. You say you're getting into pastel. If you start using pastel pencils, forget it. Oh that's yeah. Gonna... Well, no, I'm doing I'm doing the nice soft pest. I'm doing okay. Terry Ludwig, right, like okay. the the six dollars a stick, uh, really nice stuff. All right. um, Treat yeah, yourself. I am. I I would <laughs> not think yourself. that was fun. Forget that. But um, <laughs> it was not. It was very expensive, but it was worth it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll see if I can find it. And cool. Hopefully, but only with carbon pencil, not charcoal. It's okay. carbon, so I don't know how charcoal would hold up in it. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I need so. to try one of those wolves. It's They're great. Name, They're wolves. great, I know. Yeah. You feel so you switch from it. graphite to charcoal. Yeah. So you're like, I know you talked about on, on that interview with, what was it, WOW? Yeah. Or am I saying the, yeah. is it just yeah. WOW the name of it? Or I the think so. WOW times WOW, I think. WOW times WOW. Well, I think okay. so. I, I don't know. I've only corresponded via email and they are lovely people. But yes, I okay. think that's how you say it. I'm you not sure. You talked about like your whole process, like you're soaking this, mm. where's your the paper, paper from? So I work with Arsh, um, the watercolor hot press. Okay. And like then how many pounds? Um, I vary, you know, I never do 300 anymore. I used to, but I get, I buy it in a massive roll and I always, I always mix it up. Is it 160 or 190? I always, or 180, whatever it is. It's the one that's in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, And, um, I get a big roll of it. So it's just, it just makes more sense. Um, right. Then you can cut things down, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or I can make a really big piece if I want to, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a lot of different options. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it, it makes, it's a lot better, but, um, yeah, I soak it and then, um, soak it in the coffee you were saying. So I actually don't work with coffee anymore. This is a Ah, recent change as of, I was curious about that. Yeah. A year and a half ago. Exactly. And for when I was starting out, I knew about the acidity and it was deliberate. Like I wanted it to have to age. Do you mind the ephemeral quality of it that it would deteriorate over time? Over time. Well, I wanted it to have, to affect the color. I wanted it to seem to change over time. I wanted it to have those changes so that eventually, so it's you like know, living and exactly. Sort of dying, I know. find that to be beautiful. Right. You but, talked about it being an artifact. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think I'm also assuming that, yeah, 600 years, if it's, you know, they'll have something that will neutralize it. <laughs> there. Leave it know. up to the restore. Yeah, You'll be exactly. long gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, yeah. yeah. But I think, um, I started working with walnut oil is what oh, I've been doing okay. instead. Yeah, and it has... Um, what do you mean, it, walnut oil on the paper itself? Yeah, I do it, right. and it's 
Cost a million dollars, but it's worth it. Um, okay. It's so like not fun. I had to get boiling it down yourself. Oh no, I'm buying. I'm just buying. Okay, the ink. okay. Yeah, it's like a whole. thing. Yeah, not. I'm. I'm so sorry. I said walnut oil. What I mean is walnut ink. Yeah, that, that drawing. You, I knew what you yeah. meant, but yeah, for our audience. Listening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I work with the walnut ink, and I like it because it has a consistent tone, mm. um, and also because the thing with the coffee was what I was doing is I was. <laughs> It was funny. I was, <laughs> there were one or two times I had to go into Starbucks and order 13 shots of espresso in a cup. And oh, everyone God. in line is looking at me like, this girl, what the hell? I got a big day. <laughs> I got a big day. <laughs> I got to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's no longer. I was, I was primarily only buying from Starbucks if it was for, like, tests. And, like, I had to do my, um, my sketches. And otherwise I would, you know, do it myself. I would do well, Dunkin coffee. Well, Dunkin' Donuts and, won't do. No, it's gotta be. Simply will not do it. It has to be Sumatra. Seattle. Bare minimum. God. What about Joe's Coffee? Yeah. Like Joe's Coffee? Or, or Pete's Seattle. Yeah. Pete's. You could have done it in Seattle. Oh, Pete's. Pete's. Yep. Yep. Pete's Joe's the same. I have to bring the Seattle back in every way. It has to be there. Kirko Bay, Pete's uh, Coffee. Yep. It all goes so there. Yep. And Szechuan Chinese food. Everything you need. No. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I would brew it and I would boil it down. And the problem with that is that it would result in varying tones w- between the different pieces. Oh, and so it, it wasn't consistent. It wasn't. And at first I really liked that. You know, I kind of, I liked that it was, I really did. And I, you know, and I still do, but for those bodies of work, but in terms of practicality, I've hit a point now where, you know, I'm showing multiple pieces in galleries and, you know, it's, it's 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 necessary. It makes it feel more cohesive if I can guarantee it all has the same color and tone as the base. Okay, right. so that's why okay. you yeah. know yeah, it just yeah. is simpler and it makes more sense. So and also the archival thing. I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll have some that have you know that change, and then a couple others. We'll see. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see over time. <laughs> we'll see. What happens? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Down so, the road, mm-hmm. we'll look at your work like hmm. twenty five years from now. Yeah, and we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing it for about a two years now. I okay. changed the medium to that. So, so uh, I that's I want to get a, back to a little more of the content in your work, not just the technical stuff. Like, if you do, you feel like because we've mentioned a bit about. Byzantine sort of icons and stuff like that. Yeah. Does do do you feel like your religious upbringing influences what you draw? Um, I think yeah. I mean, you know, because fundamentally everything I make is for myself. Uh-huh. It, re- it really is. Like, okay. and I think um, those images that I saw when I was younger were very influential in the church. You know? Pardon? The the images in the, in the church. Yeah. Well, they were. F- they were weird and like, you know, I mean, not to say weird, but to a, to a 12 year old or what have you, some of them, yeah, some of them have, you know, are a little rough, but you know, and like this, the weird symmetry in a lot of medieval drawings, you know, their, their obsession with symmetry. So the faces are not realistic, but very strange and the positioning and like, it's scary when you see symmetry in a face that's not a natural normal. And then it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think, um, yeah, so it definitely, I mean, I think, yeah, when I say I'm reevaluating those icons, I think I am. I'm kind of going backwards for myself and I'm remaking them from a perspective that I want to see, but not necessarily within the Catholic faith or within the Christian faith or within any faith, just more, um, you know, that that sensation of, like, I what I want and I miss is that sensation of, you know, when you would see these weird images, you still would have this 
for me at least, I would have this sense of stillness. And it did feel a little bit like like a a communion with reverence. Exactly. Exactly. Like a communion with the divine. And, and I felt that way too with Da Vinci. And like, and it, yeah, that I was, was thinking about Da Vinci with your work. Oh yeah, it's definitely my. clear that that's something you're looking at. Oh my God, and in per in the Louvre. Oh my God, you know the way he makes you feel like you really are approaching something truly. Yeah, sacred is the only word that the oh, object divine. itself is sacred yeah. or divine. You know, wow. so that's yeah, those kinds of taking those kinds of tools and doing it my own way, and but still trying to give that kind of an encounter, but not from a specific religious perspective. But I yeah. love the way you talk about being in front of artwork. Da Vinci oh, oh no, it's really, yeah, it's great. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's, I Do you think if you were sort of um, exposed to more different iconographies, you know, different religions, do you think you would have used those instead to sort of present the same concept? Maybe potentially, I, I I could totally see that being the case. You know, I think it's um, I think, I mean, who who knows? I guess at the end of the yeah. day, right? You know, I guess it's 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 tough to say, but yeah. based on how this stuff, you know, based on how these images came about for me and how it was, you know, very much a really shocking thing as a, as a child, you know, seeing them and that kind of influence carrying over, I would assume. I imagine it's yeah. st- it stuck with you for a long time. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm also, too, I should say as well, I look, I've been really trying to look to other sacred art. Like, Islamic geometry is absolutely breathtaking, mm-hmm. as, yeah. you know, as we yeah, all know. Totally. And yeah, it makes um, sense with all the ornamentation. Yeah. Oh, God. But, you see um, those, like, miniature paintings? Oh, um, yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, just different faiths and things like that, looking at how they kind of, how different faiths kind of commune with the divine. Like I, I ascribe to Buddhism Mm -hmm. personally. And so, um, Zen particularly, and, um, looking at their, like particularly Tibetan paintings Mm. is unbelievable. Okay. So So you, you, you practice Buddhism now. I do. I do. I, um, you know, I, I'm drinking beer right now, which is fine, (laughs) but they, I, it's the way that you see it is like, from what I've read, they state it like you give up booze and meat and things like that. When you are, when you, it's almost like a process of growing up when it's Uh just, you simply hit a point where you realize, and I probably will, you know? Um, but yeah, I meditate. I do the whole thing. I went. I um, stayed in a monastery that's actually in upstate New York, only for like a week, but it was a really beautiful mm. experience. Um, and there's a temple wow. in Brooklyn I used was to that go like to. Was like a Vipassana cool. thing? Or? No, it wasn't Vipassana. It was Zen. Um, mm. And but it was intense. It was the most I've ever meditated in a period of time. But it was really beautiful. A whole Very week. austere. Austere. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to practice it, but you know. Have you been to the uh, the Rubin Museum? Yeah. Because they have really cool shows there. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> they Did actually you, yeah. have this uh, thing where you can sleep over night <gasps> what? under all the paintings. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, I think they call it the dream over or something like that. The dream over? Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> Ooh, it would almost it. be a little scary though, I can imagine, because yeah. some of those, the, some of them are, you know, they're... The, yeah. Like those eyes are popping out, and I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's you know, it's it's real, but yeah. uh, that's amazing. That's incredible. So, yeah. so um, going back, like now, you find yourself as a as a practicing Buddhist, and you grew up in Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. When when did you like 
I don't know if lose change. is the right word, but change or, or, or decide against the, your upbringing? Was that a moment? or? Um, it was. And um, it was, I, you know, I, I think I was, I was pretty young. Um, I didn't get confirmed, which was a big deal in my family, but okay. you know, my family's very supportive and loving like and they're kind 13 of 13 or something. No, I was 17. I was okay. 17. Most people in my church were getting confirmed when they were like 16, 17, okay. you know, but, um, I didn't want to get, happened. yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's norm. I just, that was seemed to be what was happening for our, my group of peers. Um, and I think, um, you know, and my dad always told me, he's like, I don't care what color your roller skates are so long as you're in the rink. I'm like, oh, okay. You know? I, like that. I, uh, I was that's like, okay, great. yeah, that's nice. So, um, but yeah, I just, um, you know, I have utmost respect for it as a religion. I can't, how could you not? You know, there's so much beauty in the Christian faith. There really is. And I think there's, everyone can learn from, from it. Absolutely. It just, there were just certain aspects for me personally that didn't make as much sense. So, okay. you know, yeah, there from was... From an intellectual point of view or... Um, it was more, uh, I think I have a problem with the concept of sin. Mm. I, I think that really was the entire concept, particularly original sin, but just even just sin as a concept is uh, a tough one for me to wrap my head around personally. It's mm-hmm. not that I, I mean, it's... It's not that I believe that, you know, there are, there's no such thing as evil. I mean, you know, like Hitler or whatever, you know, I mean, there are horrible actions and people in the world, but I don't, I don't know. You understand the debate I'm talking about specifically. Always those gray areas. Yeah. We were just talking uh, before you came about how um, we have these words that determine are determ- have certain meaning in, in in the English language, like the word failure, and in fact, that's yeah. just a human construct. Yes, exactly. So, oh, that's wonderful. Same yeah. kind of thing with sin. It's like yeah. Well, it's a construct for you to go. You can choose if you're in the middle or left or right. And, yeah. And and what that all means to you. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think you can hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. And so I think you know. It was, uh, it was, it was hard because I think, you know, I really did believe it when I was growing up and there was a sense of silence in the world for me when I kind of had that point where I was just like, I, I, I don't, this doesn't resonate. Um, so it was a guiding principle for you and then it yeah. no longer was and then you mm-hmm. didn't have that net. Exactly. And that's when I started searching. And that's when I started. I mean, and I think like most teenagers, right? You know, we all, Absolutely. everyone goes through that at some point, you know, it's like, what's the world about? Right. I don't understand. Did so. you think your, your search for art filled that? In um, a way? um, maybe, you know, I think that, I mean, art gives my life meaning. It's the meaning of my existence. I mean, I know that sounds corny as hell, but it really like, I don't think, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's that like, it's, you know, it's, I really sincerely believe that, you know, everyone is here. Everyone has the ability to contribute back to society in a specific way. And I'm not curing cancer. I'm not, you know, I'm not a policeman, like, you know, or putting his life on the line or a soldier or what have you, whatever your political, whatever, you know, I'm not a scientist, but this one small thing, art, I know how to do and I love, and I feel like I have images in my head that, I want to, that, that if I don't make them, they're going to die with me. 
Right. And yeah. that's very oh, sad. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that so concept. That's your contribution. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I want to try to do. You know, it's mm-hmm. the I can I I would make a terrible doctor. So let's just <laughs> let's let's go. This is this is what I know how to do. And you know, I but think, I think it does matter. And I love it that you're touching on that. It's something we were we were talking about a little bit before. Like I've seen in my lifetime attitudes of certain things change more through art than say politics or something. Well, that's you know? good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I think I, I don't know, like a movie like Brokeback Mountain certainly mm-hmm. changed opinions about It's a shift. Yeah. Yeah, a shift more so than any vote we've had. And it's like wow. you can kind of I think that's the way the world works. Like there's people who are so busy just working Mm-hmm. making the the world go round yeah that until they walk into something it, and then it opens their mind like you yeah. walking into the the Klimt painting you well, know that was it yeah you it's, know it has such a specific function in our culture that i think gets minimized and when people don't take it seriously i mm-hmm. think there's like a, it's almost like blasphemy in a way another religious term like you have to take that mantle fairly seriously and try to, like you were saying, make the picture in your head or it dies with you, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Get your, your opinion, your worldview out there. And yeah. It will meet someone and it will change hearts, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, and I think, and I remember when I saw that Klimt, I also just, the other, the other facet that made me convinced, like, this is what I want to do is, I was filled with filled with such an immense sense of gratitude to him mm. because here I am a hundred years after. Yeah. And he, and a hundred years after he had died, you know, yeah. he was able to change my life. Yeah, and wow. yeah. And like that oh, is yeah. very, it's beautiful. And I was, I'm so grateful to him that he took four years of, out of his life to make this beautiful work. I think it took four years. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, that's, I mean, what, what more, you know, it's beautiful. So, exactly. <laughs> oh man, there is though one technical thing in mm. graphite, there are two pencils that will go as dark as you want without getting any shine. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a big graphite guy. I never draw Oh, my God. I want to hear this. It's the General's 9XXB. It's this great pencil that'll do it. And then Stadler 8B will all give you a beautiful Stadler. Those are the only pencils I used to. Are they? I never did 8B. The blue ones? Oh, yeah. They're the best. They don't got the blue. Yeah. Yeah. They're the best. Generals are like, oh, my God. But no. Yeah, they're, oh, my God. That's great. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you get that Thanks 8B, set. super sad. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Are we We're good? good. Yeah. Are we good? Yep. Okay. Great. I wanted to go yeah. back to this idea of blasphemy, which sounds... <gasps> okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Rut row. Because you're bringing in the, all this religious iconography with the it's prayer a little... beads mm-hmm. and the hand gestures, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that are very... All, and all yeah. this religious icono- iconography. Yeah, 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 yeah. Religious iconography and also... Um, what else was there? It was like, 
oh, and your butterflies that you used yeah. to use but you're not using anymore, but I, that's yeah. also like a symbol of the resurrection. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually, they weren't, I wasn't using them in that interpretation, though. Okay, I should tell you that. Tell me, yeah. yeah. Well, that was more, the butterflies for me, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I like I work on different bodies of work in different ways and like in different there's different aims. So with all the the reason I kind of slowed down with the butterfly work was because when I was doing that kind of work, I was focusing on um, I was focusing on a couple different things. Namely, that magical realism was starting mm-hmm. in that realm. Like okay. I, I had started with that a while ago, but you know, just I didn't know how to put a finger on it or what it was. Like I hadn't. Oh, for you. I hadn't read. Um, yeah, ten. Um, what is that name of that book? Ten thousand. Uh, a thousand, ten thousand years of solid days of solitude. Mm. What's the one? Thousand. Yeah, yeah. Marquez. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 Marquez. yeah. yeah. Whatever. A thousand, a thousand years, years of solitude. Thousand, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's a beautiful book. Umberto Eco, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's not... I, I yeah. Is that it's not, Marquez. That's Marquez. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oops, I don't know. Oh, gosh, I'm mixing them up. Well, I I'm don't sorry. know. I, psh, you're better but, than me. Now, see, now um, I'm, yeah. I'm going to burn in hell. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Turn so, yeah. Well, so this, this, so that doesn't, this doesn't have to do with um, blasphemy, though, because it was really just me making images I wanted to see and feelings that I had felt and things that came to my mind and just, like, these situations. And what I, the reason I was using butterflies was because they were more of a device to portray. What I really like about butterflies is I like the space between the wings, Okay. And Ooh. especially like on the face, like there's this one piece. Um, it's I think it's my most searched for one, um, and it's uh, the it it's just a closed eye, a face with closed eyes. It's called Reverie Two, and it's just oh, covered in butterflies. Yeah. That's yeah. the one you're doing the prints of. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had done that print sale. Um, never again. Oh my god, it was a lot of work. <laughs> but, uh, I want to hear about yeah, that too yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're doing the prints and then you're painting on top. Well, you're, yeah, we were painting on top of it. You're, you're mm-hmm. putting the gold leaf on top of yeah. that, and then and then painting and then doing line work. But I had I had assistants help me with that. Although I personally did from start to finish one butterfly on the every one single one, right in the they're center, right in the center, basically. Right? Yeah, um, that one was a hundred percent me. But the rest of it, I did have help with because it wouldn't have happened otherwise. So um, yeah, because yeah. it's factory work, basically. Yeah, right? yeah, I couldn't, I did not, like, my wrist would not have forgiven me, and okay. it just would have been a total disaster, but, um, you know, and also they would have had to cost far more than they did, because right. it would have been a pseudo-original, right? you know, um, but... So why never again, then? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I think it was just, it was just so, I probably, well, probably not that piece again. I think the doing the dots, the embellished uh, prints with dots, is a little bit more feasible, because that's just... Because that's just one layer of gold, and mm-hmm. then you don't have to do anything. You don't have to paint on top of it. You don't have to do line work on top of it. Okay, right. It's a much easier process. Does that um, makes yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, but I was working with the butterflies primarily because I'm interested. In, I was interested in the space between, like, for example, the wings to the cheek or to the, and it imparted this kind of a feeling of, um, you know. I don't know how to describe it. It's the kind of thing where it's just the piece itself. You know, it's that that feeling of that density and um, that's being in a dream state almost. And so, mm. yeah, you know, I'd done some work. Like, that's kind of, that was the tool that, that was it was helping with butterflies were. And so, So it yeah. wasn't so much about the symbolic element mm-hmm. of the yeah, object. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, the thing about the symbolism that I tend to work with is, personally, I don't like it when, I, like I don't, I, I'll never do a painting with like a wolf or a serpent or anything that had real fear 
and significance for people in the 16th century. You know, they were looking at that going, oh my God, you know, this is something that'll kill me. Um, Versus nowadays, it's just something people know is supposed to mean X, but it doesn't have a feeling associated with it anymore. It's not an emotional thing. So I I tend to really shy away from most symbolism in that way. And if I'm using symbols, it's more just for myself to create a lexicon. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yet you're, uh. but yeah, you're still like choosing the rosary beads and the hand gestures, mm-hmm. which seem to be very much. Yeah, well, back to that religious symbolism. So you're totally, totally fair. But the thing is, actually, they weren't rosary beads. Ah. They're, um, they're just beads. They're just general prayer beads. They, they could okay. have been. Um, I actually was looking at um, Buddhist prayer beads. for those but even though they weren't I wasn't thinking of them as it and the hand gestures some of them are directly Christian because I'm you know I'm looking at that and I'm feeling that and I'm trying to think about like the feelings that I had in the situations where I saw those gestures but others are just mudras or just different things or changed that's what I was noticing was yeah because I'm interested in that too so yeah yeah this great book on mudras yeah it seems like some mm-hmm. of those gestures, they aren't from the Catholic Church. Yeah, they're, they're not. From yeah. Yogic mudras, which is like to reflect back on, on yeah. personal transcendence and not so much. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to, to the fact that I'm like trying to make it general. Like, I don't want the person to look at it and see, like, like I'm never going to, I would never be so, you know, like, I would never, never do like a cross in there or anything like that. Something mm-hmm. that really means. You know, um, it's That's immediately going to be exactly with the beads and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's got to be more so that they can come to it and, you know, your, draw their own associations, what have you. So it's interesting how you have such a control over what imagery means and what response it elicits. Like I ha- I've never heard anyone talk about <laughs> imagery of a wolf or a snake and what that meant to oh. other people. And then yeah. coming into now, it's really interesting. Oh. Well, I don't know. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think and, you're yeah. really in control of it. And, and <laughs> it reminds me of this old test that I loved. Uh, this guy, Sheldon Solomon, was like having test with people. So one group would come in and they would see a cross or they would see a Bible or an American mm-hmm. flag or whatever. And they were all really cynical towards those symbols. Yeah. And then yeah. the second sample would walk in and he would covertly remind them that they're going to die before they walked in. Oh, how interesting. Like how oh, how interesting. Was, like a photo of a casket or something. And that sample, you know, time after time, he was reminded of their death, were way more reverent around wow. the, the images they would see than wow. the other ones. It's so wild, right? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense though, right? Oh, that's so interesting. You'll have to send that to me because that's cool. Yeah, his name's Sheldon Solomon. He's yeah. this really brilliant guy. And I think it's like, it's just images mean so much. Yeah. And the yeah. impact is, and if you're in control of how to use them and put them in, it can be funny it can be reverent it can be you know scary all the, it's so cool absolutely oh that sounds fair that's interesting yeah you also don't have any male figures in any of your work right am i reading this wrong no or? you're right um not yet i was just like looking through some of them i'm like oh wait. you know i think i did one or two figures who were androgynous a little yeah, bit like you couldn't tell of, couldn't, yeah yeah, yeah I and i that too yeah and i really like that like i think i'm gonna yes. be looking into that a lot more in the future just the because androgyny. 
Yeah, because, you know, I think in terms of, like, I'm as you guys, like, as I've said, you know, I was working with a female for a reason, from mm-hmm. a perspective. But... I'm, I'm not, like I don't want to work. agenda or. What, pardon? Pardon? had an agenda. Yeah, sort of. Or just, yeah, there was a, like, it was a, you know, in a lot of, I mean, I'm a female mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, so it's, but, you know, so there, there, there was also that facet of it too. But I think, um, I don't want to be just painting the female just to be painting the female, you mm-hmm. know, under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I do see like. If I'm going in this direction of magical realism, I've been debating. I've, this is actually an active debate I'm having right now. Do I do mm-hmm. androgyny or do I just integrate both male and female figures? So it has, you know, that's clearly not uh, as much the message. I don't know if that makes sense. That but makes yeah. sense. What would androgyny do to your – just sort of like take gender out of the equation and just say human spirit type thing? Sort of, yeah. I mean like there's I, – I experimented doing it with one or two images where um, – and it's hard to do. Because, yeah, you know, we imagine. like as people, we just look at an image and we that's the first thing we try to do subconsciously is like, are you male or female? Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so 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 understanding which markers to strip from the figure. I think and, I did try that with your work. Like, yeah, because some some of them clearly have breasts. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Are these yeah. all women? I'm not sure. Yeah. What is really <laughs> happening here? Yeah. Yeah. There's exactly. And there's one piece in particular. Um, but, you know, um, I'll have to point it out, but um, that I, I felt like I got successful with. But, yeah, you have to um, – it's hard. It's really, it really hard to do it. the consultation, the request? That's the exact one. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah. All right. That's the one. Yeah, that yeah, where I felt tell. a face. I think, yeah. I think you did well as far as, like, yeah. being on the more androgynous side. Yeah, I think I added the, – the problem is the hair, too, though. Like, what do you do with that? And, what do you right. do? and then if you add a headdress, people automatically assume, assume female. You know, there's huh. all of these things that, you know. Well, in you certain know. cultures, in the yeah. Western culture. Yeah. In Western culture, you're right, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm working on it. Huh. Yeah. So exploring with pastels androgyny. Yeah. <laughs> in Mali. Woo! Yeah, the chickens. And chicken. God, I really want your life. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe some I will. I think, yo, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll put some rooster in here. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you yeah. got to put rooster. That's part of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every day. I you don't even learn. I love that who never knows what time it is. That's what I feel. <laughs> and he's also the, like, the most gravelly sounding one. Like, he's oh, just no. not, he's, I, I don't know. Imagine he's like the weird uncle yeah, yeah totally oh god yeah. sure yeah break yeah all right let's take a break that you are supporting yourself as an artist you're teaching yeah and making prints yeah like, oh, I didn't know I didn't know you were teaching yeah just teaching you're teaching online right? yeah I'm teaching well it's sort of I do FaceTime with students everywhere and I'm all over like I've got a student I've got a couple students on the west coast in Texas New York Boston Manchester Wow. Um, right. Australia, all over the place, and wow. it's really How fun. Oh, wow. Find you from your website oh, and Istanbul. Um, no, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> um, Instagram. So, Instagram. Believe it or not, I just put out a blast on Instagram because um, I've been developing a curriculum on the side, just based on these ideas that I've had. 
you know, regarding the process I went through to find who I was creatively. Huh. And, um, and I really, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I really believe that uh, anyone can make excellent work if they just, you know, work hard and try and work smart and have a, you know, a compass. And work, so work smarter, not harder. Exactly. And both, and both. But both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both, both is the key, but All also, yeah. And also, you know, so it's, it's been so gratifying. I'm, I love it. it. I love teaching. It's, um, you know, and I, I, the thing is though, I have to, I cannot have more than one student in a day. Okay. Because I oh. cannot interrupt with my studio practice, um, but and it's oh, a Skype man. thing that you're doing, FaceTime, or? Skype. How long are these sessions? An hour, oh, typically. Okay. But so what nice. I I started out doing it once a week, um, but then after a good amount of time with each student, um, started to decide that uh, once every other week is much better because mm. huh. the key here is they have to have a lot of work done. And right. they have to they have to be doing the assignments, otherwise it's not going to work, and it's a waste of time for both of us. Because right. I'm not I'm doing it partially, you know. Yes, like it helps with you know living and stuff, but really I'm doing it because I really it's incredibly gratifying okay. and wonderful. Um, it's like a way to give back, right? Sort of, yeah. And I try to keep it reasonable enough that like I could have potentially afforded it when I was in college like that's but it also makes sense with my time as well right. okay. um so yeah and um yeah we meet it once every other week and it's all based on their homework and we go over like you know I tell them what they should be reading what they should be looking at how to research you know how mm. to do how to build I, I think of it I call it your creative compass basically mm. I know it sounds hokey but it's your roadmap. like who are you looking at mm-hmm. and uh. why do you like it you know, right. you have to be a professional about your interests if you're going to be an artist. That's part of it. So, wow. yeah, it's fun. I love it. Like I'd love to see. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see yeah. what you, you tell them to read. Oh, yeah. So, there's a whole, I mean, there's some, ba- like, it depends on how well, like, how much they've read themselves already. Like, there's the basics. Like, and how familiar they are with art history versus not, you know, or, you know. Right. How they, how so, filling that. in the gaps. Basically, it's all. It varies from person to person. Yeah, huh. and um, finding out what their proclivities are and, exactly. and embellishing on that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm a big reader, so I think um, I haven't. I, I have a lot of work to do, but I at least have a decent library that I can be telling them like, okay, you should probably read this, or you should try this, or or sometimes it's stuff I haven't read where it's like you have an extreme interest in the nude. Mm-hmm. You know, you better understand why you're painting it. Kenneth Clark. What the yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And that's so great. Yeah. yeah. So you lead them towards their own pencil sharpener. Exactly. <laughs> Very poetic. I huh? love it. Wow. That's Full perfect. Circle. Oh, wow. A plus. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and speaking of proclivities, you're in the show that I'm co-curating. Yay. Yes. Absolutely. At the Shirley Finneman mm-hmm. Art Center in May. Absolutely. I'm so excited about it. It's going nice. to be great. So. Um, natural proclivities. We're yeah. So happy to yeah. be in there with all the other artists that are so uh, amazing. Well, and there's some fantastic artists on the roster too. It's just an honor to be included on it. So it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited. Well, we're thrilled to have yeah. you in it. When does that open again? It's, it's happening in May, and I should know the exact. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in May. But yeah. I believe it's the 18th of May, but stay tuned. Just show up in May. More information yeah. will be released yep. very it's soon. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. There's like 30 artists in it. And yeah. I'm very lucky to have you as one of those. Oh, I'm super excited. I'm totally honored. It's going to be great. So, well, yeah. thank you so much for coming in. It was just Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome, you guys. Flowing yeah. straight in from Maui Wowie. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All it right. was awesome. All right, great. Team. Well, you guys, thank you so much. That was so yeah. fun. You're right. I think it felt like being in a bar, drinking beer, and talking. Good. The That's microphone, I had to get used to it, but then once that was yeah, done, it was like part of that. That's the only difference in a bar. Thank you for listening to the Art Grind podcast. Ton, this is so cool. We actually have listeners now, and we actually got donors. So I'm super excited. And shout out to Julie Freeman, who's one of our uh, first donors. Uh, you can find her on her Instagram at Julie Freeman Artist. She is an amazing pastel artist from New Zealand. So if you also want to be an amazing human being and want to give us money for our drinks, uh, you can <laughs> yeah, donate. Fun. And be, yeah, beer fun. You want to um, give us some beer fun, um, you can find the donate button at the bottom of each um, podcast on our website, which is artgrandpodcast.com. Also wanted to shout out Alessandra's Instagram. She is at Alessandra Draws, and her website is alessandramaria.com. Follow us on Facebook at Art Grind Podcast and also on Instagram, Art Grind Podcast. Uh, while you're on Facebook, feel free to leave us uh, questions and comments. We always love to hear from you guys. And in the future, we'll be announcing who the guest will be a little bit before time so you can get some questions in on the that's a facebook's the best place to go for that right ton absolutely okay that's what i created for awesome um oh while you're on the website as well uh there are show notes uh like ton mentioned the donate button and a little artist information and uh some images that we've taken thanks a lot guys see you next time Stay on the grind while we feed your mind. Nice. Nice. Nice.